This is the Zach Asbury Show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Professor Sharon Rundle Tealy from Social Marketing at Griffith University. Yeah, definitely. So you've um, so like you mentioned, you did your bachelor's so at Uni- University of South Australia. Um, but you would have been that's post high school. Did you do all the business courses in high school? Like, how did you get to that point? <laughs> well, like, I don't know. It's such a. I mean, I, I mentioned this to a lot of people. It's like academia is such a a weird profession, and I don't even think it's little kids you even realise it exists. It's like, I don't know. How, how did you find your way into like academia and marketing? I suppose I know how you got into academia, but. Yeah, so my story's fabulous. I was the one kid that sat there in later high school in the circle of a whole class. As they went around the circle, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be a policeman, I'm going to be this. It got to me and it was like, I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. Um, So I'm a fabulous fabulous story. I then went and got career counselling. So today they've got beautiful diagnostic tools and I watched my kids do all these amazing batteries of tests. Mm. But essentially, I went off and I got this like list of six things. And it was you could be a clinical nurse, a real estate agent. There's two others I can't remember. Or marketing. Or marketing. This thing I'd never heard of. Yeah. Had no idea what it was. So I decided in all my wisdom, because I was always clear about I was going to go to university. And I think my parents had a big bearing on that, just planted in my mindset that you will be stronger and better and more capable. So basically, you have to go to uni. Um, so I took off and signed up for this funny bachelor thing with that whole view of marketing or for whatever reason I popped in information systems which didn't appear on that chart and it was at the point that I had three different information systems, part-time jobs plus my degree that I kind of picked up that maybe that would be a bit boring. Okay. And so then the rest of my story just simply becomes one of I started in marketing. There wasn't a huge amount of opportunities in Adelaide to enter the marketing field. Like it was already quite clear that you would need to be in Melbourne or Sydney. Today I would tell you you probably need to be in Singapore because most of it's global and it's hardly even at the strategic level happening in this country anymore. Um, So I started off in industry working in South Australia but starting to increasingly realise that sales or business sort of development roles would be where I'd be. And, yeah, that's where I just had that accidental shift back into the university through that scholarship where I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go and do a master's and just skill up a bit more. Um, And that's how I sort of entered academia by sheer, utter accident. Yeah. But did actually fall in, landed well, and it was at the point that I moved to Queensland that I've had a very brief moment of actually going, do I go back to industry as a consultant and do either market research or sort of marketing strategy? Um, but then I had a few conversations with very sort of respected colleagues and kind of just imagined this world of either running market research focus groups for pet food or just something really inane and boring. And at that point, I could see already that maybe for me, the driving agenda, doing what I wanted to do would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just took that next couple of years. So I got into my lonely academic hallway that was not in a centre most doors shut, most people not speaking to each other, which is some people's academic worlds. And to me, yeah, not a great one. Um, And that's what made me sort of get the heart and the ambition to go, well, I could already, I knew I could grow a business. So it was like, well, why not try and see if I can actually grow a centre? So 
that was the challenge. I took it on. It became a bit, uh, way more than I ever imagined. And it was only at the start of this year that I sort of stood in front of my team because I'd gone away on sabbatical for the first time in history. I left the centre for three months and left it running. And it came, and I came back and it was just running (laughs) fabulously and so well that I was left going, wow, this is great. Um, So I stood in front of the team and just said, it's so nice to see the creation of a center that can actually run itself. It's amazing. Yeah. That's actually probably a pretty incredible feeling. You might've left feeling quite anxious about it. Like, are they going to survive without me? Um, and then you come back and it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. I've made something like self-sufficient. Um, be almost like a, almost like a proud parent moment, I'd imagine. It was utterly proud parent yeah. moment, but it wasn't so much can it survive without me. I had the confidence it could. Yeah. Um, essentially why I left and I needed more people to see they could Ah. and I think that that was really a part of just trying to break the cycle of you know just because I'd created it and everyone looked to me for what should we do next it was not how I wanted to run a place it should have I think any centre to thrive and survive should actually have a culture of allowing some individuals to become stars if that's who they are Mm -hmm. allowing others to be the people who service the work because they don't want to be put in front and centre. All of us have a role to play and I think it's really important that we allow the next generations to emerge fast with strengths where they can and have them front and centre building. And so part of my sort of legacy, I hope, is to help teach some others how else and what else they can do to sort of seek prominence, hit it and start to become the name that people just start emailing because they know that's the person who can do Blah, blah. Yeah, I really like that, the view that you have of, you know, allowing people to play to their strengths. Like there's some people who don't want to be in the public eye and they don't want to, you know, they want to be proud of their work and they want to be associated with it, but they don't want to be that cool to person. And then there's other people who you know, like being pushed out in front of people and blow the dust off them and whatever. Um, and there should be roles for, for everyone. We shouldn't all just be um, jacks of all trades, I suppose. Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and the practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.